Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Where's the radio? Let's see if we can get some sounds. He's nice. He's funny. We got Circulate This on radio. He's, uh, funny. Very funny. Weird and funny. Broadcasting on all frequencies. Enjoy the show. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me at 457-1290. Locally grown. Seriously funny on WHIO. I like wine and wine likes me. I feel like this has to be the last glass. Has to be. I'm gonna double pour this into my mouth. What is my job? Well, I need a time turner thing to go back and not drink all this wine. Holy Margarlow. Right now, I feel like Pooter Nine. Listen to how I'm talking. Every word is a 12 letter word. We're gonna go get our Chardonnay on. I don't know where my phone is. It's Wine Girl. I love Wine Girl. It's International Box of Wine Day. Raise your hand if you like drinking your wine out of a box. Right here. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, indeedy peedy. It is the uh, Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. Uh, Tonight on the show, we have lots of high school football action. Parker is uh, going to uh, keep us updated on all the big games uh, throughout the area. We'll also have some fun with uh, mascots. and You know, I mentioned uh, the other night that I played football for about a week. And it was eager beaver football. I didn't like it. I, I just didn't take to it, and uh, I didn't last very long. And uh, I, I was okay with that. I was okay with that. Um, I went back, and I played soccer. I had played soccer, and I decided to play try football, and I didn't like it, and then I went back to uh, play soccer. And I actually ended up playing soccer in college. But uh, we actually, this is crazy, we have a clip from when I tried football. And this would have been probably fifth or sixth grade and uh this this was caught on tape uh my coach yelling at me fatso you're in the wrong huddle (laughs) fatso you're in the wrong huddle that was basically it yeah i didn't know what i was doing had no business out there being out there but anyway tonight uh on the show we got high school football we've got um uh, florida woman's story we have a useless survey and did you see the story on WHIO.com about a coyote being found in someone's house? And uh, I'd like to know what sort of wild animals have made it into your house. I've got a clip of, uh, and I've played it before, but the time that my uh, wife and I were uh, attacked by a killer bat <laughs> in our house couple of years ago, and we managed to get it on uh, audio and video. It's great. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And believe it or not, this is a first. 
we have chess news. There is a chess controversy. Yeah, it's taking the world of chess by storm. And we're going to talk about this weird, crazy controversy. But first, we have headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. So what is this big, big news? Headlines. I got news for you guys. Headlines. Great news. Well, yeah, it's uh, football season. The NFL kicked off last night, and a new survey by bookies.com reveals that the average cost to attend an NFL game for a family of four is $536.77. $536. That includes tickets, parking, two beers, two sodas, and four hot dogs. That is it. That's all you get. Uh, The San Francisco 49ers are the most expensive team for a family of four, $1,028. That's insane. That's just ridiculous. Uh, Arizona Cardinals are the least expensive team to watch with an average of $228. I don't know what the average cost is for uh, the Bengals. Parker, maybe you can look into that and see what the uh, story is. A Halloween decoration shortage is hitting some parts of the country. Uh, People are having trouble finding skeletons and animatronics because they are made in China, where coronavirus lockdowns are still occurring. Some Halloween decoration uh, manufacturers have been closed for weeks. Candy and costume shortages may also occur. According to industry experts, the last major shipment of decorations from China occurred in July and sold out quickly. Uh, you'll have to do it. Maybe you just do it yourself, right? I mean, you could come up with spooky, uh, spooky decorations on your own. Be creative. Uh, you don't just have to go to the store and buy something. Do something unique and different. Speaking of Halloween, and I know it's uh, many, 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 many weeks away. But I just want to put something on your radar. I have been uh, in deep discussions with the great folks out there at the Plaza Theater in Miamisburg. And October 22nd is the target date. That's the Saturday before Halloween. I will be hosting a very special Evening Edge creepy double feature. Now, I'm not going to tell you what the movies are yet. I'm going to save that till later. But uh, just put it, uh, put it there in your phone. October 22nd. Uh, evening edge, creepy, double feature, Plaza Theater. It's going to start around 7 o'clock. And we'll have some other fun activities besides the two movies. And it'll be, a, you get in for the price of uh, two movies for the price of one. And the Plaza, it's only five bucks. Five bucks to get in. That's all. And I will also have tickets to give away. Uh, so that's uh, coming up in October. We have cereal news. Dear life cereal. You want some cereal? You want cereal? You're packing cereal? A bowl of cereal. Cereal? I want something hot. I'm the poor fool. Don't eat my cereal. Well, I saw this story today, and uh, this is the first I've heard of this. Apparently, there was an FDA investigation into Lucky Charms. I love Lucky Charms. That's my favorite cereal. Love Lucky Charms. One year, I uh, was fortunate enough to get an amazing gift. It was a box of Lucky Charms marshmallows. No uh, no sugary oats. <laughs> Just nothing but marshmallows. And that's really the best part. 
But apparently, over 8,600 people nationwide have complained after eating Lucky Charms that they've experienced some bizarre symptoms. Uh, Stomach pains, vomiting, and probably the most disturbing, neon green stool. This is real. Uh, But the FDA said they looked into it, they investigated, they found no pathogen or cause of the reported symptoms, despite extensive testing for numerous potential microbial and chemical adulterants. I don't know what adulterant is. But, uh, yeah, many people are shocked that the uh, FDA has ended this investigation. I didn't hear anything about this. And we do food news on this show. And you would think that Lucky Charms would catch my attention. I just didn't see it. But 8,600 people, over 8,600. Stomach pains, vomiting, and green poop. Neon green poop. Lovely. Uh, So maybe you've got a box of cereal in your uh, Lucky Charms in your pantry right now. And you'd like to have a bowl. And uh, maybe by the end of the show, you can give us a report on how you feel. Uh, We have a Florida man story. Um, A Pasco County. I'm not going to play the I'm not going to play the intro. Should I? I'll just go ahead and do it. I mean, people like sort of expect it. Pasco County, Florida man was arrested after cops say he stole a U-Haul truck and began living in it with 35 cats and dogs. (laughs) It's bad enough that you steal the U-Haul and then you try to live in it, but then you live in it with 35 cats and dogs. Uh, The man, his wife, and an elderly woman were living out of the back of the U-Haul truck. When cops arrested him, he told them they were, quote, running their own animal shelter. (laughs) Do people do that? Do they just uh, decide one day, you know what? I think I'm going to open up an animal shelter right here in my house, in my garage, in my U-Haul truck that I stole last week. The animals were taken to a shelter for adoption, and the man is facing dozens of charges. Uh, The Daily Mirror says a London woman is spending $4,000 to fly to Hawaii to scatter the ashes of her dearly departed hamster. Her hamster. Uh, The grieving pet owner is heading to Honolulu because she says when, quote, or when, quote, Spud, Spud, it was in quotations, but his name Spud was alive. He loves sitting in front of a cardboard cutout of a Honolulu sunset she put in his cage. (laughs) She plans on taking him down to the beach, playing Beyonce's song, I Was Here, and scattering Spud's ashes in the surf. She added her love for Spud, and who doesn't have a love for Spud? Uh, gave her a reason to get out of bed in the morning. Wow. Uh, we have some uh, naked news. There it is. First, we both get naked. Let's get naked. Why are you naked? I didn't know you were naked. He saw me naked. I think we should get naked. Be naked. I am naked. So a naked carpenter. Carpenter. 
uh, in London was jailed after he showed up to a local police station in see-through pants. Now, there's a question. He's technically wearing pants, right? But they're see-through. So I guess it's still, you're still nude. You're still exposing yourself, even if you have pants uh, on. The man had been released from prison earlier in the day after doing, doing a year in the joint for indecent exposure. So this guy's got it bad for being naked. Uh, the man says he's a naturist. And uh, naturist, naturist, yeah, naturist. And his lawyer expects him to be freed from his latest charges as long as he complies with the judge's order to wear clothes. The man apparently wears a tool belt over his groin when he works in public. Now, this is one thing. I would add this to the list of things you should not do when you're naked. There are many things you can do when you're naked. A lot of people clean their house naked. They find it freeing. Uh, it allows them to reach some of the higher places, lower corners, and you're not restricted. A lot of people do that. Um, I would say working as a carpenter around uh, tools, hammers, chisels, power equipment, probably not something you want to do when you're naked. Uh, on this date in 1890, Colonel Sanders was born. And on this date, 1956, Elvis Presley made his first appearance on the uh, Ed Sullivan Show. And I'm slowly trying to find something uh, here to play uh, that uh, goes with my next one. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Almost there, almost there. Come on now. Uh, in this, uh, on this date, 1975, this show, one of my favorite shows of all time, debuted on ABC. Like I said, <laughs> this show, come on. Is it going to play? Oh, for crying out loud. I'm not having luck with computers this week. Welcome back, Cotter. That was the show starring Gabe Kaplan. I love that show. All right, well, maybe I'll play that later. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's like waking up to go to work and then realizing it's really the first day of vacation. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. I like Todd much better when he was topless. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290 or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. You like football? You guys ready for the big game? Friday night. Friday night. <laughs> He's getting psyched up for a big game. Let's really try to win this one. Hey, boys. Everywhere I turn. Football. Football. <laughs> I like football. Let's talk football. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8, of course. Uh, it is Friday night, week four of high school football here in the Miami Valley. And the young and handsome Parker Testa has tonight's matchups. Now, Parker... Uh, I'm glad you're doing this, by the way. I think this is going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited. Great exposure for you, and we get to inform the Miami Valley on high school football. Now, what, what I would like you to do is when you uh, talk about the matchups, like you say so-and-so's playing so-and-so, give me a second, and I'm going to try to uh, use my deep uh, mind palace memory bank and, and, and come up with the, the school's mascots, okay? 
Well, as you said yesterday, the first one has to be Beaver Creek. Sure, that's the Beavers. Uh huh. They are traveling to Springboro tonight. Uh, let's see, Springboro Panthers. Yep, they yep. will take on okay. the Panthers tonight. Right. That one starts at seven o'clock. Brookville, they're at home tonight. Uh, Brookville, home of the Blue Devils. My mom graduated from there. They go on. They're at home tonight. They welcome Monroe. Ooh, Monroe. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know that one. They are the Hornets. Oh, the Hornets. The Hornets of Monroe. The dreaded Monroe Hornets. So Brookville and Monroe tonight. Anna. Anna. Is, Anna is, uh, they're the Rockets. The Rockets. Yeah. yeah, they are on the road tonight. They travel to Coldwater. Oh, Coldwater. Uh, that one's escaping me. They will travel to Coldwater to, to take on the Cavaliers. Oh, the Coldwater Cavaliers. Yeah. Riverside, they're on the road tonight. River, you Stebbins? Is it Stebbins? No, they are not playing Stebbins. Tonight. No, no, no. Is that Riverside, Ohio? Yeah. Like right where, where I live? Yeah. It's Stebbins. No, Riverside, I think they got River, Riverside and Stebbins. Oh, well, I didn't know that. I thought everybody in Riverside went to Stebbins or they went to Carroll. Oh, well. I don't know who Riverside is. The Pirates of Riverside, they travel, uh, they're on the road tonight. They take on Bethel. Well, I apologize to all the uh, the, the Pirates fans out there. Um, and good luck to the Bees. Mechanicsburg. Mechanicsburg? Uh, boy, I can't remember. They're the Indians. You're the, stumping me on some of these. The Mechanicsburg Indians. They are on the road tonight. They are there. Excuse me. They're at home tonight. They welcome Southeastern. All right, and uh, time for uh, one or two more. All right, the Urbana Hill Climbers, they're on the road tonight. They travel to London, and they take on... The Broilers. The Red Raiders. Oh, the Red Raiders. <laughs> uh, and last one, Wayne. Uh, oh, wait, that's the uh, the Warriors, of course. Yep, they travel to Springfield. Uh, Wildcats? Yes, sir. You All right, it. there Seven you o'clock. go. Thank you for that. We'll have more uh, throughout the evening. And once the game starts, because most of them are start like around 7 o'clock, uh, we will have uh, updated scores. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's like a junk drawer where oddballs and a few sharp objects can be found. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Don't hesitate to call. You call me. You better call me. Damn it, get me a phone. Call me on my radio. I'm going to call you. You got him on the radio. You won't make a simple phone call. What is wrong with you? It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me at 457-1290. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. Yeah, we are alive. And I say that because over the summer, my Friday night shows were always like the best of. But the uh, schedule has shifted now that we're into uh, football season. Monday nights, you will have the UD Football Coaches Show with Rick Chamberlain. So I won't be on Monday nights, but I am here on Friday nights. Uh, earlier this week, we kicked off the I Am an Edgehead Are You Grassroots Campaign. And uh, if you missed it, here are the details. I'm hoping to spread the word about the show and get as many people listening as possible. Uh, I've mentioned it many times. I don't have a budget for this show. 
everything that uh, I do as far as marketing, I have to do myself. We do, you know, promote the show on the station, but uh, you don't see me up on billboards. You don't see me in, uh, in your mailbox on a flyer. Uh, you don't see me on TV commercials, right? I got to do it all myself. I'm a one-man band. So the idea is, is to get people talking about the show, get people asking edgeheads, and if you are a regular listener to the show, you are an edgehead. Yes, you are. And what I'd like you to do is go to my Facebook pages. I have two of them. I have the Evening Edge, Todd, and then I also have my personal Facebook page, but it's public. Uh, Todd Holst. You go there, and uh, you can download. It's very simple. It's a it's a black. It's a picture. It, you can print it in black and white, or if you want to waste uh, color toner on it, that's up to you. But certainly, no need to do that. And it's a uh, a picture of my mug, my face, and uh, it's a great character. Some uh, Kevin Johnson, who does all my artwork for my show, did it. It's it's pretty cool. And it just says, I am an edgehead. Are you? And then it's got the show logo, the station logo. And what I would like for you to do is put this picture up wherever you might roam. For example, you could put it in the back window of the uh, driver's side back seat. Right? You don't use that window when you're driving. You can just tack it up there just put, or just tape it up there. And maybe somebody in a parking lot will be, hey, what's that about? And you could say, oh, it's this great show on the radio, on WHIO. You got to listen to them. Check them out. You could take it to work and put it in your cubicle. You could put it in the break room. If you have a business, put it in your front window or put it by the cash register or put it in the restroom. That might be more fitting. I don't know. But people will see, see that and they'll go, well, who's that guy? What's that about? Why should I care? And that's when you take the opportunity to share the story of the Evening Edge. So if you'd like to uh, do that, I'd greatly appreciate it. I've already gotten a couple of pictures from uh, people who have posted it. They've sent me the photos, and it's great. Just re remember to hashtag it, uh, hashtag Evening Edge Todd, and then that way uh, I'll see it. It'll pop right up, and it'll, I'll see it. And you can also, you don't have to just post it, you know, out and about, you can also share it on your Facebook page, you know, with all your friends. Uh, I noticed the other day when we first started doing that, probably, I don't know, 16, 17 people immediately shared it. And then suddenly I started getting more follows on my show page, which again, that's how it's got to work. The best marketing is word of mouth and endorsements, right? So if somebody, if, if you love the show, and you tell somebody about it, they're more likely going to believe you and give it a try than if they do see a billboard or get something in the mail, right? Or, or hear a promo on the station. So I'd appreciate if you do that. It's the I'm an Edgehead, Are You? grassroots campaign. 937-457-1290. Uh, now, we just had a, uh, we just had a football uh, update with uh, young Parker Testa. And uh, I was thinking that I, I kind of liked what he did. You know, he had, he had the matchups for tonight. I was trying to guess the, the mascots. But it was a little dry. It was just a little dry underneath. And I had a thought. Why not play 
fight songs from local local schools under that uh, report. So, for example, I went to Beaver Creek. I've talked about this on the show. This is the Beaver Creek fight song. Now, it was stolen from Wisconsin, Wisconsin, uh, on Wisconsin. Well, they turned it to Onward Beaver. So you know this, right? Onward Beaver, Onward Beaver, Onward Beaver High. Fighting ever, yielding never, see our colors fly. Fight, fight, fight. That, that kind of thing, right? So what I would like to do is I wanna I wanna put out the invitation. If you're if you're in high school, your kids in high school, or you're a teacher, and you listen to the show, or maybe a band director, or a band parent, or something. Most most marching bands around here, they have recordings of their fight songs. At some point, they've recorded it, right? Maybe for a website or an app or or whatever, DVD. Send it to me. Send it to me. Send it to eveningedgetod at gmail.com. Just send it as an MP3. Right? Or, or a link. You know, maybe your school's marching band has their own uh, Facebook page or, or website page or something like that. And it's on YouTube. But if you'd like me to play your school's fight song... While Parker does his uh, sports scores and his uh, matchups, I would love to do that. I think that would be great. So uh, send them to uh, eveningedgetod at gmail.com. Uh, we have a couple of Florida woman stories. Well, the computer's actually There you go. Better late than never, I guess. She's totally crazy. She ain't no lady. Meth grin smells of gin. She's really wild, yeah, doing it trailer style. She'll pull a razor, carries a taser, trash a bar, steals a car. She's the one mama said stay far away from. Yeah, she's a Florida woman. All right, so here's a Florida woman story numero uno, a 34-year-old Florida woman named, I think we need a drum roll for this. Hold on. Let's see here. A 34-year-old Florida woman named Tupac Shakur. True story. Uh, was arrested after allegedly attacking an elderly man with a baseball bat while he sat on a bench outside of a hospital. Shakur, <laughs> the accused, allegedly hit the man several times with the bat, but then the man ripped the bat from Shakur's hands, and then he ran into the hospital. She followed him inside and claimed that she was the one being attacked with the bat. Uh, however, after reviewing security footage, police... They learned the truth. Tupac Shakur was swinging the bat. So she was arrested. Tupac Shakur. And uh, 34 years old, I mean, that would, that would make her, she was born probably in the uh, late 80s. I don't think Tupac Shakur was, uh, was, was around then. I mean, he wasn't famous, right, in the 80s? I don't think so. 
So what are the chances that somebody named this woman Tupac Shakur and there was a rapper Tupac Shakur? I would think that, can you look real quick and see when Tupac Shakur was uh, born? I would think that, uh, I mean, that's such a unique name, isn't it? What are the chances of a rapper and a 34-year-old woman from Florida? Tupac Shakur, born June 16th, 1971. Oh, well, I guess it's possible. I don't know when he became uh, a well-known rapper, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. It wasn't in the uh, in the late 80s, right? I mean, that was uh, his first year active is 1989. Well, I guess so. Maybe so. But that's weird. This woman's name, Tupac Shakur. All right. Well, our second Florida woman story, a former teacher at a private uh, Christian school in Perry, Florida, was arrested for a second time for a crime involving a student. 39-year-old woman was previously charged with sexting with the student back in June. Uh, But now she faces new charges after a student came forward and told police that during the school's prom back in April, the teacher pressured him to drink alcohol at the school dance and forced a straw from her cup into his mouth. So she had a flask or something, and she was trying to force this kid to uh, drink it. The student also said when he was on the dance floor, the teacher was twerking on him. Making him uncomfortable. Well, I would, yeah. At least two other people corroborated the story. But I wonder why he didn't come forward until now. He just came forward. Like a couple weeks ago. And this happened uh, back in April. Maybe he was waiting to see what kind of grades he was going to get on his report. You know? And when uh, when he didn't take kindly to her twerking, she she failed him. Or gave him a bad grade, and now he's just uh, he's just sore. He's just sore about the whole twerking incident at the school prom. Uh, so there you go. There's your uh, Florida woman stories for tonight. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's like finding a $20 bill in the dryer when you're short two days before payday. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. You left Todd behind the sofa. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290 or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. I saw a story that I am sure was the plot of a uh, movie years ago with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you remember uh, Twins? Yeah. There is a story. This is out of Portugal. Apparently a 19-year-old woman gave birth to twins. But apparently this woman... Uh, had sex with two different men on the same day. This is what doctors are saying. And the twins who were born at the same time, or, you know, like the same delivery, uh, have two different fathers. 
the woman's doctor says the boys were born healthy and never had health problems. It's extremely rare. It happens one in a million. One of the men is acting as father to both children. So I wonder, I wonder what that story was, <laughs> was about, right? Like if it was something salacious going on or eh, just, I just felt like having sex a couple times a day. But I think that's what the plot was for twins. Wasn't that the plot? They were. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, but they somehow figured out they were related. They were brothers. They were born at the same time. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like that was it. Uh, 937-457-1290. We have a new feature. We started uh, last week, the Wheel of Useless Surveys. What do you think? Tell me now. Wiring minds want to know. We hear everything you say. We know everything you do. These are the facts. Tell me something I don't know. Our surveys. Well, I have uh, all kinds of surveys. So we're going to spin the wheel here and... Ah, here we go. It's a tree hugger survey. Uh, it's a new survey by uh, trees, trees.com. See, I ought to leave this for uh, Mark Weber for tomorrow morning. Uh, reveals that 48% of people talk to their trees and plants. It's almost half, right? 48%. Now, my wife, uh, she keeps plants. She loves plants, and she's got them inside the house. She's got them outside the house in the flower bed on our big deck. Um, but I don't know if she talks to them. I've never observed her talking to them. But Lord knows what happens in the house when I'm not there. I mean, she could be, she could be in deep conversations with her ferns. Twenty uh, percent of people speak to their plants and trees on a daily basis. Sixty-two percent of people say their trees and plants improve their mental health. I get that. I agree. Uh, I like having plants around. Sixty percent of people say their plants and trees grow faster when they talk to them. Hmm, I'm a bit suspicious of that. Uh, 64% of people believe their plants and trees have souls and spirits. 23% of people kiss their plants and 28% hug their trees. Are you a tree kisser? Are you a tree hugger? 937-457-1290. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's like a weird social club with no monthly dues or a funny handshake. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. It's marvelous. Are you ready for our rendezvous? He's got a sexy voice. He might be cute. Ready for the fun part? Oh, yeah. Because here comes the fun part. Hit the radio. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me at 457-1290. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Fatso, you're in the wrong huddle. Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. Actual audio from the week that I played uh, tackle football for Eager Beavers back in 1980 or something. No. I found that online. You know who that is? That's football great Art Donovan. Fatso, you're in the wrong huddle. <laughs> But that could have easily have been uttered when I was out there on the field. 
Oh, my goodness. Uh, this hour, we have, of course, uh, high school football updates with Parker Testa. Uh, also, uh, I'm excited about this. Never before on this show has there been chess news. And we, we have a chess controversy to talk about. It's kind of interesting. Uh, so that's all coming up. Uh, I saw this story on WHIO.com, and I know that there are folks out there that have uh, experienced something very similar, where a wild animal somehow, someway gets into your house or your garage or your shed. Uh, This happened in Trenton, Ohio. Uh, Police got a call from a family who said they found an unusual intruder in their home. When cops arrived, they found a coyote. Not just inside the house. All right. I mean, you walk in, you see the coyote. Probably, you know, living room, on the couch, beanbag. No, they found this coyote in the bathroom hiding behind the toilet. Like he was trying to hide. Right? Wasn't just hanging out. And you wonder, like, did he get lost in the house? Just kind of wandering around. And then found the, uh, found the toilet. And, you know, a toilet, it's, it's, it's por- if it's porcelain, it's kind of cool, right? I mean, it's, it sucks when you sit, in it, sit on it in the morning, first thing, especially in the wintertime. A freezer took us off. But, uh, you know, on a hot day... Coyote might like the coolness of the porcelain throne. Uh, In their uh, post on Facebook, police said they were called Friday morning to a home after the animal was found in the bathroom. Uh, Not wanting to get close, the residents uh, of the home called the cops. Police said the coyote got into the house through an open door while the family was packing vehicles ahead of a trip. Now, can you imagine if they had left? And came home a week later or whenever and and found the coyote had uh, moved in. Sitting there watching uh, cable TV, using their Wi-Fi, eating all the food out of their pantry. If, of course, he could figure out how to open the pantry. Uh, officers uh, said that members of the family had actually used the bathroom while the animal was inside, not knowing it was there. Now, wait a second. <laughs> That's a little odd, isn't it? I know the toilets in my house, and if there was a coyote hiding behind the toilet, there's no way I wouldn't recognize it or see it. There's no way. I guess it depends maybe if you if your bathroom's very junky, you know? You've got trash and towels and whatever else piled up in there. Maybe maybe not. Maybe you wouldn't see it, but how that's weird that you wouldn't see it. Uh when officers arrived, they uh found the coyote still behind the toilet. Well, he was comfortable. He was very comfortable. Uh, They said they were able to safely remove the animal and release it back into nature. Well, that reminded me of uh, the time that my wife and I 
experienced uh, something very similar, and it's it's not to the same extent as a uh, as a coyote or coyote. I, I, how do you pronounce it? That that's a discussion every single time. Is it coyote or is it coyote? Uh, but at least this coyote was sort of docile and hanging out in the bathroom, not really bothering anybody, right? Well, this is what happened at our place. I don't know, but there's a bat in our house. There's a bat in the belfry. I don't know. You got to grab the dog. You got to grab the dog. I have to open the window. Go open the And uh, that video, by the way, is on uh, is on uh, YouTube, and I'll I'll share it on my Facebook page. But uh, it was uh, two or three minutes of just uh, high action uh, video sequences of me chasing the bat, running from the bat, breathing heavily up the stairs, down the stairs, uh, throwing a pair of jeans at the bat, the dog barking. The wife losing her mind, you know, it was just, uh, it was like a scene from a 80s, uh, you know, family comedy or something. Uh, But I would love to hear your story. If like, if you've had an animal of some sort, get into your house. I mean, we have all kinds of wildlife around here. You know, uh, skunks and possums and raccoons. Raccoons are really bad. Usually it's dumpsters and trash cans that they get into. But I'm sure there's some pretty uh, gutsy coons out there that will uh, try to come into your house. Squirrels do it. I know I've seen videos of squirrels doing it. Uh, 937-457-1290. Don! What's going on, Don? Oh, not much, Todd. I talked to you and Ron Allen about three years ago or so when the pandemic first started. Y'all were discussing traffic, and I called in. Three but, years uh, ago, and you're just calling back tonight. <laughs> I haven't had a chance. Okay, so, I got you. You were, you were talking about the school songs earlier. Now, do you just want the local stuff, or you, will you take a school song from anywhere in the state? Well, I mean, I kind of like, uh, like something that's local. Right, you know, okay. like so. If we're playing, oh, I understand. That's we're doing fine. local high school stuff. Well, uh, what school? What did you go to, or what are you talking about? Like uh, which one? Uh, Dawson Bryant High School in Cold Grove, Ohio. Hmm. Down near Ironton. Did they have a, a school marching band? Yeah. Oh, do they really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, took top honors in the uh, state uh, band competitions last year. Yeah, I, I kind of prefer that the uh, the songs be okay. from local schools, but I appreciate oh, that. Let me, let me ask you this while I got you on, Don. A couple questions. Do you have a moment? Sure. It might not be another three years before you call back again. <laughs> not, maybe not. Um, so the, the first question I have is, have you ever had a wild animal get into your home? I had. One, we lived in a little tiny apartment. Uh, over by the river one time, and we had a snake get in. Oh, a snake. snake. Just like a like a garter a garter snake or I think it was a garter snake. Yeah, it crawled up the dryer vent and yeah, uh, it was fun trying to get it out. Well, it's odd that you mentioned uh, a snake because I have a story right here I was going to do here in a second, but I'll just do it now and I'll get your reaction on it. There was okay. a a guy in Nebraska 
who discovered in his uh, in his garden, his girlfriend's garden, a two-headed snake. And I've seen pictures of these. It happens, right, where a snake is born with two heads. Yeah. And according to the guy, he says that the... And it sounds like a joke, but it seems to be uh, the case because they even donated it to a biologist to study. The snake did not move a lot. And what he discovered and what he observed is that whenever one of the heads started to go one direction to move the body, the other snake seemed to go the other direction. So it never really made good travel time. (laughs) Because each head, and I'm, it's both have a brain, are trying to control the snake. Like what, their body, it's trying to control which direction it goes. So they, it never got very far. He said that uh, when he looked at it, uh, each head was acting independently and they, it wasn't moving very much. So he, I mean, I, he scooped it up and uh, donated it to a biologist for uh, further study. And that got me thinking. It's like, I know there are Siamese twins in the world. How does that work? Like, you, you both... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, isn't that kind of a weird thing? You don't really think about it. But if you both have a brain, you both have ambitions and desires to do certain things, how do you decide? Like what to do? Isn't that kind of odd? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. real. I mean, I've heard I've heard of those before, but I've never actually run across any of them. Right? Is this like it's a conversation between the two of them? Like, well, what do we? Or, I I I need to go to the fridge. <laughs> well, I have to go to the bathroom. Well, I mean, what? I, it's just a weird thing. Just a weird yeah, kind is. of situation. Now, the other thing yeah. I wanted to ask you about real quick. Are you uh, are you an edgehead? You listen regularly? Yes, I do. All right. Are you on social media at all? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. All right. So I don't know if you've done it yet, but if you if you would go to my Facebook page, uh, either one. It's Todd Holst. That's my personal page, but it is public. Or my show page, Evening Edge Todd. And there is a uh, just a little eight and a half by eleven printout. It's got a picture of my face, and it says, "I am an edgehead. Are you?" Just print it out. Print a couple of them out. Heck, Don, print out a dozen. Put them in your car, and wherever you go, uh, maybe tack it on the, uh, the grocery bulletin board or maybe at church or at a cubicle at your office or in the break room. Uh, I'd, I'd even recommend you uh, taping it in the uh, back window on the uh, driver's side back seat window. You, you don't okay. use that window, right? Right. Yeah, and then people will see that the, my my head, my face, and be like, "What's that about?" And you can tell them about the show. Well, I mean, I, I take you guys with me everywhere I go. So I just come. I'm just on my way back home now from Texas. So. so. Oh, where where are you at right now? I am. Well, where am I? At? I'm between Lexington, Kentucky, and Ashland, Kentucky, on I-64. All right. Well, see, that's awesome. You're listening to the show. I, I assume you're on the. Uh, are you on the iHeart app? Yep. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, Don, I appreciate you uh, listening to the show. Okay? Yep. You're welcome. There you go. That line's open, 937-457-1290. That is kind of interesting when you think about it. I mean, the Siamese snake. It's got the two heads. 
How do they decide which direction to go or what to do? There's got to be some sort of communication between the two. And then that got me thinking when I saw that story, well, what about actual Siamese twins? Like what sort of discussions take place as to what are they going to go do? Right? One person, because they have two brains. You know, maybe one person wants to wear a green shirt. The other wants to wear a purple shirt. How do they decide what to wear that day? Maybe one person says, well, I think we look great in green. And the other person says, well, I think we look fat in green. I mean, how? you know what I mean? I know it sounds weird, but it's like, what is that discussion? I think those would be the greatest sibling arguments of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is you can't, you can't escape you know, you can't you can't get mad and uh, storm off into another room and slam the door. And I'm I'm really I'm I'm asking sincerely. I'm not trying to be you know judgy or mean or you know. I'm just curious how that how does that work? It's the evening edge with Todd Holst. It's like coming home from work and smelling bacon frying in the kitchen. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Why wouldn't you just get another burrito, Todd? The evening edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290 or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. Kind of got off on a weird tangent talking about Siamese twins. Because we had a story about a Siamese twin snake that was discovered. Two heads, and the guy that found it said that they weren't really going in the same direction. It seemed like the heads wanted to separate and go different directions therefore the snake didn't move very far and it's just kind of weird why that uh why that would happen but um we we got on the topic of actual siamese twins and i asked the question well like what if does one have to go to the bathroom and the other doesn't and uh, Ryan sent me a message. He said, in the event of Siamese twins, wouldn't both of their brains signal that they need to use the restroom? I mean, it's two brains, but the same body. Interesting topic. I would assume, but I guess you're assuming that those uh, messages are traveling to both people, right? Uh, equally. Or, or could it be that sensation or that, that signal that you get when you have to use the restroom <laughs> might only be going to one of them and not the other. I see. I just, I don't know. A lot of questions here. Pam at uh, Delco Park. What's up, Pam? Hi. Um, uh, which one did you like first? I, I got something on the Siamese twins. I don't remember their names, but there is a special series on TV about the uh, two girls. They right, I know who. You, yeah, I've seen that. I, I mean, two I, heads I, one body. I, I know what you're aware of. I, I never watched it. I'll have to go well, find I, it. I did, and 
uh, it was it was uh, remarkable how they they could play baseball, you know, catch a ball and throw it. They could even sit at a computer and type up, you know, their their school uh, reports and all that with no with no problem whatsoever. Even though they had two heads. Well, I guess <laughs> you know what, what they say, Pam. Two heads yeah, are better than one. Yeah, well, they just said, <laughs> you know, one controlled one side, one controlled the other, but they just seemed to just automatically intend them, you know, yeah, know what yeah, to do. Yeah, sure, I get just that. surprising. It was a very interesting story. Yeah, yeah. I, what about the chipmunk in your house? Tell me about that real quick. Well, uh, we heard some ruckus going on down in the basement. Uh-huh. <laughs> and at the time, my sister had um, two cats. Ooh. We had this all all gray cat. So we go running downstairs, and the cat is in the middle of the floor, and you can tell it had something in the in the middle of its paw, palm uh, front paws. Right. Well, it didn't. It looked like it didn't know what to do with it, so it let it go, and off went the uh, chipmunk. Oh, it was well, a chipmunk. Went, <laughs> yeah. So it went out after it. I think it caught it about three times before the chipmunk went back underneath our washer and dryer because i think that's how it yeah. got in good idea my sister and i my sister and i stood at the bottom of the stairway laughing our heads oh yeah yeah i can imagine it, whenever you know if you're a homeowner and you and you start hearing uh sounds down in the basement or up in the attic it's very disconcerting i i had that yeah. in an apartment that i lived at in xenia and uh, I kept hearing stuff in the middle of the night. And it was always around the same time. And I finally called the landlord and they came and uh, discovered that there were raccoons up there, like an entire family of raccoons. And they had to put a trap, one of those uh, humane traps. And I, was, I remember being there the night they brought it down. And that thing was hissing and mean and just uh, plain scary. Uh, but thanks for your call. I appreciate it. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's like a weird social club with no monthly dues or a funny handshake. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Don't give me that politics jazz. It's not my racket. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. Everyone just relax, all right? The problems of the world are not in my department. Now who would like a cookie? It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holtz. Call me at 457-1290. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. Right now on uh, Entertainment Tonight, please don't switch over. But they are showing clips of the new Weird Al Yankovic movie. And this is the first the first I've seen of it. And it's Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, playing Weird Al. And he looks pretty good. Hopefully the movie will be good. I'm a huge Weird Al fan. Premieres November 4th on Roku. Cool. Uh, we'll get to uh, some football scores here uh, momentarily. 937-457-1290. Uh, let's talk to uh, Glenn in New London. Hey, Glenn, what's happening, man? Hey, not a whole lot. How about you? I'm uh, enjoying a... New Lebanon, by the way. What's that? I'm sorry? New Lebanon, by the way. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I said New London. That's, it says New London, but it's all right. <laughs> so what's happening tonight in New Lebanon? Hey, I was just telling you your double head snake story um i'm just thinking that he was wondering which direction it would go i would think in the animal kingdom if especially if it's got a 
uh, one track intestinal system. Yeah. That the one with the stomach's the one that's going to win. Yeah, that makes a that makes a you make a very good point. Like whoever whoever has that survival instinct to eat, uh, they they get uh, they get to make all the decisions. I would think. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why they yeah. do. But isn't that kind of just like a weird notion? It's like how do you decide certain things? And when if one person feels like uh, an itch, like there's an itch on their arm. Does the other person also feel it? Do you both feel yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. You I, know, who could... one of them questions. And, and, the, and the lady that called earlier who saw this documentary on this, uh, the Siamese twins, the, the women, um, said that uh, one controlled one side and one controlled the other. Yeah, I've seen them on uh, Discover Channel. Or yeah. One of them, I don't know, yeah. So mm-hmm. in that instance, does, does the one say, hey, I got an itch... It's on my elbow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Can you reach over again? Because, because I can't itch it myself. It's just kind of like being at home and say, honey, will you scratch my back? I got to, you know. Right. I can't reach it. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of a weird thing to think about. Interesting. All right, Glenn, I appreciate your call. Uh, Patrick in Cap Town? That's correct. Oh, we got it right. Cap Town. All right. So what's happening yep. tonight, Patrick? Uh, my wife and I were married a couple of years, and we were living in an old farmhouse in Covington, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And we heard us rustling in the basement and went down there. It was a cold winter day, and there were two mallard ducks waddling <laughs> around the basement had fallen down the chimney. Apparently, they were trying to get oh. some heat off of the chimney. Oh, my God. They and fell down it, the chimney. It fell down the oh. chimney and came through the the flue that was there. There was yeah. an opening in the flue, and they both got in there and... Uh, I had a heck of a time getting them out. I would imagine how, I mean, you know, when, when we had the bat, I don't know if you heard it. I just played the clip of uh, the bat that got into our house a couple of years ago. And we happened to have like a side door that didn't have a screen. So I could just open mm-hmm. the door and I was trying to shoo it towards that door. Right. But, but in the basement, what do you do? I mean, how did you, how yeah, did you end I- up getting them out of there? Well, we, I ended up cornering them both. Both, I mean, they were going in different directions, but I ended up having them cornered in one corner and then uh, got one out, and then I went back down and got yeah. the other one out. But uh, it was a male and a female mallard. Now, mallards, I'm trying to remember, mallards aren't necessarily, they're not as big as like the Canada geese that we see everywhere, right? That's correct. Yeah, so I guess you could have like maybe thrown a blanket on top of them and then tried to scoop them up. You know, that would work, yeah, but didn't there's... didn't think about that. <laughs> you didn't think about that? <laughs> no. Well, I was just trying to get them out. <laughs> Patrick, the next time you end up with mallard ducks in your basement, go for the quilt. Okay? Thank you very much yeah. for that advice. Sir. No problem. Have a good one. That line's open, 937-457-1290. See, but you couldn't do that with one of those Canada geese. If somehow a Canada goose got in your basement... You're screwed. I mean, you're going to have to call an expert. You won't get close to them, and uh, and uh, you can't throw a blanket. Over. I mean, the, I don't think you'd be able to. They're huge. They're huge. Now, that's a question. You know, they're protected, right? Canada geese are protected. You can't, uh, I think maybe one time of the year somebody called in. Remember, we talked about it. Uh, one One period of the year, you're allowed to hunt them. 
I, I believe that's correct. But generally, you can't, right? But what if it gets in your house? Is there, is there a stipulation? Like, okay, well, it's in your house. You know, stand your, stand your ground, even against the Canada geese. Uh, 937-457-1290. Well, I've been waiting all night for this. We have chess news. What do you like to do? Oh, I don't know. Play chess. Bishop to rook three. He was an excellent chess player. Bishop to knight five. Chess is what it's called. Life is a chess match. My queen to yours. Checkmate. I uh, I used to play chess all the time when I was a kid. I learned to play, uh, I think, in uh, junior high. And uh, I would go to the library during recess many times and just play chess. And uh, I should have kept pursuing it like my soccer coach one of my soccer coaches was like a grandmaster I mean he was just an unbelievable chess player uh very well known in the Dayton chess community he's since passed but but he was very well known and and when we would go to soccer tournaments like all my friends would be playing in the pool and screwing around or whatever on my teammates and I would be with my coach usually uh, at a, a patio table or something out by the pool, and we were playing chess. Uh, but, uh, but that's what caught the, uh, made me see this story and like, oh, chess controversy. You don't hear about chess controversies uh, very often. There is a teenage American grandmaster chess champion by the name of Hans Niemann. Uh, he's 19, and uh, he's ranked number 49 in the world. And last year, he won the World Open Chess Tournament in Philadelphia. Well, apparently, (laughs) uh, other chess players of his level have accused him of cheating during chess matches. And I don't know enough about chess at that level to really understand how anybody could cheat at chess short of removing a player's piece when you you know you didn't actually take them or you know you didn't move your piece to their piece or keeping your pieces on the board after you know <laughs> they've been I don't know how you would cheat at chess unless it's something with the timer you know that little uh, timer that they hit on the side of the table? So this 19-year-old has offered to play stark naked. Which makes me think, it's like, well, if he's trying to dismiss these suspicions, it must be, they, they must think that he has... You know, like a like somebody who's cheating at cards, right? You have a, a card up uh, up your sleeve. That's where the the term comes from. He's got a card up a sleeve, right? Um, if you're naked, you can't have a card up your sleeve. So I'm wondering if that's what. Yes, you could hide a card there, Parker, but I don't think I don't think that's gonna. It's not gonna. Let's not go there, okay? Uh, but you, you can't really hide when you're sta- sitting there. I mean, uh, do you have extra chess pieces on you inside your coat? 
in the cuff of your pants? Is that what the cheating is? And the problem is, is this 19-year-old apparently has admitted that as a child, and he's 19, so he was a child like 10 minutes ago, uh, that he used to cheat while playing on chess.com, which is, you know, it's like a, a video game, essentially, online chess. But again, how do you cheat that way? It's not even real. I'm sure it could be done. He said he did it. And people know he did it. But they didn't give any clue as to how one would cheat playing chess online or in, at, a, at a table on the board. I mean, what? how do you do it? I don't get it. 937-457-1290. Helen in Sydney. What's up, Helen? Hi, Todd. Hi. I talked to you before when I was walking my dog. I liked your show. Oh, thank you. Are you the lady that told me that sometimes you shower with me? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. I thought so. That, that totally came out wrong. Oh, it, it came out perfectly, Helen. <laughs> anyway, so we had a bat in our house. Oh, geez. Oh, it was so frightening. And it was huge. Huge. Yeah. Um, I think it got in upstairs. We bought a really old house, and it didn't have heat upstairs. Mm -hmm. So we were running the piping and things up through the walls. Right. And we weren't quite finished yet, so there was still, like, some gaps that the pipes went through the attic, Ah. which would have been a perfect place, yeah, yeah, for the bat to come down. So... I'm sitting on the couch with my two boys, and they're young, but they're old enough to run out of the house with me after we saw it flying back and forth in our kitchen and dining room. <laughs> it was massive. Yeah. So ours... we, ran out of, we ran out of the house and ran to the neighbors, and he got a big fishing net Yeah. and caught it because it had flown up the stairway we had a big open stairway mm -hmm. and it sat on the white walls and he caught it and took it outside but the funny part is i had a little baby girl and she was sound asleep upstairs in her room and we just left her there <laughs> and ran out of the house leave the kid <laughs> grab leave the, the tv <laughs> yeah but she was fine she was sound asleep yeah and the door was ajar yeah. And it, it didn't bother her at all, but it was quite scary. It and was. Wing, yeah. Yeah. The, the wingspan, they're huge. Well, the thing that freaked us out, this happened This happened a couple of days after uh, Christmas, okay? Uh, okay? And my wife and I were in the in the living room. We were watching TV. It was, uh, it was a nice little, you know, ambiance and everything. The Christmas tree was lit. We were having some cocktails, just enjoying the holiday. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, we, we also lived in an old house, and we had 12-foot high ceilings. And we, yep, had, at yep. the very top of one of the uh, curtain rods, I see something just come out, like just <laughs> flying, to, and I freak out, and it, it flew to the top of the Christmas tree. 
Oh, it no. landed and it was going back and forth around and like circling the tree. Then I chased it upstairs. It went into the bedroom and then I chased it out of the bedroom and back downstairs. And before I could get back downstairs, it was flying back upstairs. It was just like, it was crazy, just crazy. So, so yeah, I feel you. So how did you catch it? I, uh, I threw a pair of my pants at it and it knocked it, it knocked it senseless. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, yeah. when I went to go, I wasn't going to grab it, but I was going to go kind of try to usher it out the door. It kind of woke up and then flew out the door. So. Right. Of yeah. course. Well, my neighbor happened to be home. My husband was not home. So my neighbor took that big net <laughs> on a pole, which worked perfectly. Yeah. And he told me, he said, it's illegal to kill a bat. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Why? So I don't want to kill it, but I don't want it in my house. Yeah, yeah. And uh. then the next day we proceeded to finish the piping, uh, the heating. Problem solved. Problem solved. Problem solved. Yeah. No bats anymore. That's but. good. Well, Helen, Helen, I got to fly, man. I got commercials here and we got to do some All football right. scores. Good but thanks bye. for listening. Thanks for calling. Oh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's like discovering it's free appetizer day at your favorite restaurant. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Oh, Todd texted me again. What a loser. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290 or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. We are going to have a festival. We want to take him to the fall festival. I had my face painted at the Blueberry Festival one year. Oh, we are so going to the Harvest Festival. Are you going to make it to the festival? Strike up the band. Let's have some great dancing and enjoy ourselves at this year's festival. We're going to end things uh, tonight with a couple of uh, festival announcements. And, of course, if you uh, want your festival promoted here on the show, just send me the details. EveningEdgeTot at gmail.com or hit me up on social media at Evening Edge Todd. The three biggies this week, and I'm sure there's more, but the three big ones. Uh, the Dayton Greek Festival's going on uh, today, tomorrow, and Sunday, as is the Italian Fall Fest there at uh, the Bella Villa, I think it is, on County Line. They have good bocce there. And then uh, the Beaver Creek Popcorn Festival is happening tomorrow and Sunday. So uh, enjoy yourselves. Have a great weekend. And uh, I will be back live Tuesday, just after 6 o'clock here on WHIO. And that's all she Why don't you just call it a night? I'm saying it's over. Superstar. That's it, guys. We're all fried. You guys have a good night. Unplug everything. Wrap it up. Let's go home. Adios, amigo. WHIO Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station from the CJSHeatingAndAir.com studios. CJS means yes. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.